This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 13th, episode 2433, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse world. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Oh, my gosh. See, I can play that one again because I think most people are back to seeing their horses again. At least I'd say 80% of my Facebook friends I'm seeing are allowed to go see their horses again. So I'm I'm just still at the point where I don't know what day it is. Like that's just I'm (laughs) glad that tells us what day it is because I can't remember. That's why we're here. We're here to remind. We take 90 minutes to remind people what day it is. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you. I do the show Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you may have to call. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't forgotten at this point. I am really, too, actually. You've been very good. The first couple of years were tough, but after that, you've, you've really improved. Thank Since you. Since you moved, actually, it's been really good. It only took me 10 years, Glenn. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, on today's 90-minute show, to remind you that it's Wednesday, we learn about recognizing pain on a horse's face from uh, author Krista and how do you say her name? I told her we'd screw it up today. No, you, well, it's, it, that's a given if you're pronouncing somebody's name, but it's Krista Lestelessere. I don't know. That was very Spanish. <laughs> that was more She's Spanish in than French. Isn't I it? know Krista <laughs> Lestelessere. There you go. I don't know how to speak French. I told she. I told her we were going to be messing up her name again today, and she said it gets better every time. Lestelessere. <laughs> But she's, she's been on before. She does these very interesting articles about horses and their emotions and all that kind of stuff. She's very interesting, and we're looking forward to having her back from France. Plus, uh, we continue Equine Artists Week with a Frisian horse who is a painter and a custom fiber artist, and I have no idea what that is, so we're going to find out. Plus, Heels Down Happy Hour is stopping by. They're doing a trunk show this week, and you're going to talk about that. I think I could... Th- I think I could make a fortune. Scooter's so popular anyway. I think I could make a fortune if I taught Scooter to paint. I bet I could really sell broken things of Zeus's. <laughs> you know what you do? You take everything he breaks, make it into a shadow box, and I bet you could sell it. You know, I don't I don't know if there's a big market for broken doors. Yeah, like I, I don't shadow think box either. Pretty, pretty. I gotta tell you though, I went and got those salt licks yesterday. You know those big giant ones, and oh, I the, put the them all twenty five pounders. Yeah. Oh my god, they're like fifty pounds. They're huge, but the mineral blocks. And I like to put one in each stall, so when the horses come in, they have some salt. And so I had one in Zeus's stall, and I bring him in. And like most horses will like walk over and Chad's with me because he's helping me. Most horses will walk over and like mm, that looks good. Let's lick it. Zeus walks over and is like. Like starts biting it and scraping his teeth, trying to like get chunks. Chad is just like, "What is wrong with this horse?" (laughs) Apparently, he needed some salt. Jeez. So yeah, you know, know, uh, there. I I realize that uh, Monty says that every horse is whatever. I do believe there are horses that are mentally challenged. 
I don't think he's mentally challenged. I think he's overly stimulated. Like he's just too much. You know, like in the well, movie there's like those kids that are that way, right? There's kids that are that way. It's like Spider-Man when he first meets with Tony Stark and he's like, why do you wear these? Tony Stark's like, why do you wear these glasses? He's like, because my senses are like dialed up to an 11 and I have to tone everything. So the glasses help me like bring everything down. I need those glasses for Zeus. Maybe that's what his muzzle <laughs> does. You need. Or you need like a Spider-Man to, outfit. One or the other. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be awesome. But like just to bring everything down a notch. And again, for those who are new, Zeus is my Mustang. I adopted him and he had been kept in captivity for six years, like one of those holding pens. So he finds ways to entertain himself. He can escape anything. He got out two days ago. I'll have to post a picture. He got out two days ago. My boarder walked up and she was like, why is Zeus out? And the hay, the, the grain cart is in the middle of the barn aisle oh, no. and he's eating out of it. And I was like, what? Don't the you have the little cart. snaps at the bottom of the doors now? Yes, but uh, there's one stall that doesn't have the steps. It just has the double D clip because we ran out uh, of the bottom. And, uh, of course, that's the one he came into because yeah. they all just go in different stalls. And he undid the double well, D Because he knows now he's always going to get that stall. Yeah, yeah he's, well, he walks right <laughs> into there. This one's mine. <laughs> he opened the tack room door, Glenn. Okay. And there's a, there's a cart in there with the feed with, you know, tubs and there's tops on the tubs, Uh, but you can't get in. A horse can't get into the tack room with the grain cart right there. What does he do? He grabbed the grain cart handle and pulled it into the barn. You need, you really need to teach this horse to do some tricks. You could go on the road with this horse. You can't give him treats though. You like oh, I, I, as many times as I've tried, I'm like, oh, we'll do this, and and maybe you smile, or we do this. No, because he's a complete mug for treats, <laughs> and he doesn't even get treats. It's got to be something. This horse, you could make a fortune with this horse. He's very smart. I taught I I to put his muzzle on. I put his he wears it every day, and he was getting pretty sour about it. So now I put the muzzle on. And I shove a cookie up in the like in between the bottom of the muzzle. So he had to like go find it in the muzzle. I swear to God, he is like all over you to get the muzzle on now. This one cookie. I'll wear the muzzle for 12 hours. As long as I get that cookie. (laughs) He just can't even walk in the stall. You can't teach him anything. You know what? He's just going to be who he is. We all get one of those horses in our lifetime too. The Zeus. That's because you can't have two <laughs> no, in your life. No, you don't want two. No, no, two is not good. Because <laughs> you get divorced when you get two. Oh, That's... God. <laughs> you would be divorced if you had two Zeuses. There's no oh, question. shoot. He, so the, the two horses that can escape out of their stall <laughs> are Zeus and baby Stanley. And he's like, let me get this straight. We're keeping the two horses forever that are can the escape trouble. their stalls. <laughs> All right, let's do some Daily Wendy's and get on to our multitude of guests today. So uh, I have a couple of birthdays today of our terrific... Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to one of our very longtime listeners, Ruth McCormick, and she's also a two-time cruiser, which... We'll probably never do again. Uh, Megan Lalonde. You know, are you done with cruising? Uh, well, until there's a vaccine. Then I'm going back on the cruise. Uh, <laughs> the, you know why the main reason I wouldn't cruise right now is I want to want to get stuck on the ship as they quarantine it for two months. You'd have to do the show by yourself for two months. No, no, no. That's why I don't cruise, because <laughs> something weird is going to happen. Those poor people that were on the cruise ships for months, months? at a time. Yeah. 
time. I can I like cruising, not that much. Megan Lalande, Heather Weimer, Andrew Dixon, and Bethany Joe McNett. Happy birthday to all of you. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. Um, <clears throat> Daily Winnie to my husband who picked out the greatest mattress for our bed of all time. Now I'm sleeping <laughs> so well. And we were trying to think before the show, when you have lucid dreams, like really like good dreams, are they because you're sleeping really well or because you're not sleeping? I think it's, what do you, I think I heard, and I could be wrong, but I think I heard it's when you're in a deep REM sleep that you have those dreams, which means mm-hmm. you're sleeping really well. So today, it's one of those phone up, mattresses, right? It's uh, it's called the Helix, and I don't know what it is, but it's you amazing. Kind of it's a cloud. It's it's a it's a beautiful cloud like uh, awesome something. I don't know what like it the is. The one we have, and you sleep really well. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, this morning I woke up and I looked outside for my new horse. Um, that's not there because I dreamed that I had a new blue roan quarter horse. Why do I want a blue <laughs> roan quarter barrels? horse as an inventor? <laughs> but uh, lo and behold, we had a great blue roan quarter horse that was outside. And I was super wow. excited about two mornings ago. I woke up and I was like completely devastated because somebody had given me like a six month old baby girl. <laughs> like I apparently <laughs> I really still want a daughter <laughs> somewhere apparently. in my <laughs> so these are the it's crazy the dreams that we're having and i i think it's because i'm sleeping really well, well you, in our new bed you've never in our been new a house. good sleeper so the flat, fact that you're sleeping at all is amazing i know i, I haven't woken up with anxiety at 3 a.m one time since i've lived here not going so you, would you have gotten a new mattress five years ago if you've known that was a problem <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it, it's Glenn, the is the fact that I lived yeah. in a tiny prison. Yeah, and also, yeah, that was very. And building a house is not unstressful. It's, yeah, yeah. No, I think your, your life has just come together, and now you can finally sleep. You're... <laughs> <sighs> hey, can I give a? Uh, thing? You know what I said yeah. before we moved into this house? <laughs> we worked so hard to get to this farm, to this house. And this may be morbid. <laughs> I kept saying it was like, oh my gosh, Chad. Just please don't die. Like, I don't want to die. Like, we can't die before we get into this house. <laughs> and I'm going to drive. But I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to try not to die. Okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of morbid. <laughs> it's very morbid. But I was like, this is like one of those like, news stories. Did you take stories, out like, extra insurance on him in that period? No, Another I was more worried about me dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't. Die. Okay. Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to try not to die. I'll see you later. <laughs> That is really morbid, but I was like, this is one of those like news stories that couple works, you know, for years to get dream home. And two days before the first night they're going to live there, the wife dies. (laughs) You know, I I see all these houses in the hood here that are, are, have the for sale signs out that say sold. And I wonder how many of those are going to fall through because those people also had a dream and then they lost a job or something, you know, well, apparently interest rates for buying homes right now are ridiculously awesome. So well, that we are beneficiaries of that. I heard a lot of realtors are selling houses right now. So oh yeah, good. like crazy because any he's, you get, they're they're like giving them away as far as you know the loans. Can I give a thank you? And I think she may have sent some to you. I don't know, but uh, Mary Calkins sent us masks that she made and yeah, a very very nice letter with it. And I just wanted to thank Mary that and for you know not only for the masks but for your very kind words. I really appreciated that. 
She's nice. And she sent me a bunch of vegan cookbooks, too, in my package. Did you get vegan cookbooks? For some reason, she didn't send those. (laughs) (laughs) So the box was ripped when she said, and I meant to mention this on my name. I'm glad you brought it up. The box was ripped. And I was like, Mary, I sent her a message. I was like, just so you know, the box was like ripped open, but the masks and the their books were in there and she was like, did you get three books and three masks? And I was like, yes, but the cash was gone. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, did not, I don't know if she thought that was funny or weird. It's like the cash was completely gone. So if you want to, well, she also thanked us for putting out podcasts that make helped her forget about all of this. So that was our goal. Thank you for that, Mary. You're very kind. Well, let's go to one of our equestrian artists for the week. We're going to give a call to Sandra. You know, we couldn't do equestrian artists week without having an artist that is a horse. <laughs> so I, it's going to be an interesting interview. Yes, it I is. Know how um, it's going to go. And Jamie said she's been practicing horse uh, for the last couple of days, so we're hoping that you can winnie in a way that uh, we can understand it. Let me go get Zeus. He'll talk to him. Wait, he'll eat the <laughs> microphone. Too bad Chili isn't here. Chili is our voice of the show. You have Chili I eternally. Do. I do have Chili. Uh, we don't want to say hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Jamie and I are here and we're live on the air. And I said we can't do Equestrian Artists Week without having an artist that is a horse. Right? Yeah, right. That's true. (laughs) So first of all, how do you say your horse's name? I call him Dow for short because I think it really fits his personality. But um, you would say like Dawa or Daway if you were saying it in like the the true way to say it because he's from the Netherlands. Daway. I like Daway. But I just call him Dow. It just fits him. Dow is a Frisian, and correct? Yes. Yep. He's turning 19 next week, and I've had him for uh, over 10 years. Um, he's extremely smart. He loves to do trick training, and he's just a very, very unique horse. So th- he does art where you stick the brush in his mouth, and he actually paints on the canvas. Yes. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of years teaching him different types of tricks, like how to touch an object or how to pick up an object. And I'm an artist myself, and I've done a lot of other types of art, like the art on horseback. I chatted with you at the World Equestrian yes, Games. And yes. then so this is my other horse. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to combine our artwork together. And I've seen, I was inspired by a couple other horses. There's Rune Nevada. He's a Mustang here in Florida that also paints. And then uh, Metro, the racehorse, was really famous. He's he's deceased now, but his paintings are still online. He's got a Facebook page. I think he's over like 50,000 followers. He's we amazing. Had and his That's owner. Right. That's where yeah. we did it, Jamie, yeah. right? We had, yeah. yeah. That's right. And his owner was a, an artist too. So it kind of gave me the idea like maybe I could teach Dow to paint that eventually we could paint together at the same time. So we're still in the process. Like I just started getting him to paint on a really, really large canvas so that then we can stand together and I'm still teaching him the process of like how to pick up his own brushes instead of me passing the brush. And just like, it's it's a, it's a fun creative process because he's older now and I can't really perform him. I used to do a lot of bridalists and, you know, higher level, like kind of fun dressage and rearing and laying down and He's a little like, he's not quite as sound because he's got a lot of arthritis. So this gives us something that we can still do together. 
Um, and it's so fun. I love it. And I he loves cool. it too. It's so cool. So <laughs> you hand him the brushes and do you, do you think he really gets that he's painting something or does he just, did, did, was well, it he, treat training that, that did this? Did you use treats? Oh yes. He loves treats. Yeah. He's very food motivated. So once he figures out what I want, he's very motivated to do that. And he's starting to figure out like how to differentiate the stroke, the brush strokes a little. Cause in the beginning he would just kind of like hit the canvas and then drop it. And now he's starting to move his head a little up and down, little side to side. And then I can get him to do splatter by he does, he knows how to say yes. And so he, he can do yes at the same time he has the brush and that creates the splatters. So he, he does know a couple different things. Um, and I'm hoping that once, so right now I hold a smaller canvas and it's just, it's so much work to set everything up. I don't have a stationary like studio for him. So it takes me a couple hours to get everything all set up. Well, yeah, because every time the brush drops, paint. you can't have it in the sand arena, right? You got, you got to have it in a place. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a, like a drop cloth and I have to wash it. So I try to, he usually will drop it on the drop cloth and then it's not too dirty and I can keep reusing those. But yeah, that sometimes I like to be out in the, the grass works great, but then he's a little distracted sometimes by the grass. So I, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into it, but he loves it. He would definitely do it for a long, like he, he would just stand there and he, and then when I'm not looking, he's really funny. He's got a sense of humor. So if I'm not looking and I'm getting in the next brushstroke, he'll knock the canvas over, like just totally knock the easel over and look at me like, Hey, look what I did. Isn't that funny? You know, and then we'll do it again and he'll do it again. And he just, he's just kind of, he's a goofball. <laughs> I, I have a hackney pony that uh, is quite a character, but Jennifer's really been working with him on getting him to do tricks. I, I think, you know, yeah. I think I could get him to paint. Yeah. Well, if he, if they like to hold, if you can get them to hold an object and then you can get them to learn how to touch a canvas. So I had done those two things. And so the first day I took my small canvas and I, and I held it the same way I did the touch training as I introduced the canvas and I said, touch. And then once he touched his nose to the canvas, I take the canvas away, he gets a treat. So you just keep doing that repetitive. So when he sees the canvas come out, he knows he's going to touch it and then separately practice with the brush so that they don't fail quickly. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you're setting it up for success as separately different pieces. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's like, it's just a progressive thing. Some horses pick it up faster. I think the hardest thing is like figuring out which brushes they like. Like my horse, um, I got a lot of ideas from other artists, but they, they use different types of brushes. Some horses like a thinner handle. My horse likes the flatter handles and then with a little rope on it. And sometimes I'll add a little molasses to the rope. So he really likes to hold <laughs> like on a, to it. Like a bit. So, yeah, yeah. But my other horse uh, that I actually do the art on horseback, he was painting at first and then he kind of lost a little interest and in he just, he's, he's more sensitive about his mouth. And I think he did not like the taste of, of the brush. So I'm, I'm experimenting with different things with him because he actually did very cool brush strokes, but he's not as, um, Prolific. he's a different personality. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. Yeah. I think too, I've seen horses that, uh, I actually haven't seen a very. I've seen very few that use brushes, but I've seen horses where they actually paint with their lips. So they uh -huh. get the paint on their lips, and then they switch their lips all around the canvas. And I think my pony would be better at that because he's very. He loves going. He loves doing the back and forth thing with his lips on everything. So I actually yeah, think yeah. he would be a better lip painter than a brush painter. 
Well, my horse would do that too. I was just more concerned about the paint because I use acrylic paint. Uh, yeah, is, that'd be you acrylic. know, you don't want yeah. to get that in their mouth. I think you'd have to do oil based um, or something. I don't know. Uh, vegetable yeah, I mean, based? I don't is know. there vegetable oil, based I would paint? Imagine. <laughs> Yeah, if they, if we can find some sort of like a natural paint that yes. really would not be made of carrots and that, molasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I actually have seen an artist who paints with molasses, like watered down molasses. So in my mind, I was thinking, well, that would be really cool. But I also don't know if she's able to actually varnish it and keep it finished yeah. when she's done. Yeah, you know, like you point. can create variations of the shade of the brown from the molasses itself. But when my horse paints, he gets grain and, and he gets the molasses on the painting. You know, he gets it kind of messy from his mouth. He's very, you know, he's eating but a lot of food. That's what makes it unique. And then, well, right. But then when I'm done and I actually go to varnish it, it usually kind of like comes off. Hmm. So that's why I was thinking that straight molasses probably might not. I don't that, know how you get it to stay. But it'd be worth you, a try because you could get them to do that. <laughs> if you do molasses, let's be completely honest, if you horse paints with molasses in a barn, like your fly problem is going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. immense. <laughs> yeah. It takes me a long time to wash everything afterwards and have a separate container where I dip the brush the end of the brush in the molasses for him. And then I have to wash all the brushes. I have to exchange all the brushes and everything stays sealed. Cause yes, we're in Florida and there's a lot of bugs here. So well, it is, it is tricky. I don't do it all. I don't need to do it all the time now that he's learned how to do it. Um, but in the beginning, it was really helpful for him to hold on to the brush longer than just picking it up and dropping it. So tell us about you painting while riding. Yeah, uh, my other horse, Rovandio, he's uh, Andalusian Lipizzan cross, and he's just such a good mind on him, and he's so Let handy. me stop real quick. Yeah, I knew okay, Jamie was so going to stop you. At this you. count, oh. we have Frisian, Andalusian, and Lipizzan. Nobody <laughs> yeah. likes you. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, he kind of really doesn't look like an Andalusian. He's a, he's, a cute, he's this cute little bay horse. I love him. He was my mother-in-law's horse, and I used to train him all the time, and he just liked performing, and he just like, he just loves it. You know, he, he's not a big mover, so he didn't do great in competition or anything, but just the mind, you know, he's just, you introduce him to something and he's just like, oh yeah, that's great. I love doing that. And, um, so I had always painted and done calligraphy style, like Zen, uh, you know, just simple going with the flow type calligraphy drawings. And I started doing it on on paintings, I was like, you know, I wonder if I could do that while I was on my horse. <laughs> so it took a long time to figure out how to do it. And so finally I was able to get like, figure out what I would use canvas and like, how would I set it up? And, you know, and, um, it had changed a lot over the years. I'm on my like third different type of easel. I have a nine foot easel that, that stretches out and the painting size is like four by five foot. And then I ride by the canvas using dressage movements a lot of like halt, rein back, canter off, or like a little like slow trot, and then and then maybe like a little walk pirouette, change direction, so I can paint from the other hand. Or and so I'm trying to develop some new things for that as well, because we're supposed to perform at Equitana in September. If they have, I'm, I'm they're supposed to they're have still it at on this so point. Far. But who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're practicing some new ideas right now for that, because we're going to go 
do because we never got to perform at WEG because they canceled all the demos. So Sandra, I got to really, ask you: Have you been in quarantine for like ten years? This sounds like something somebody would invent <laughs> while they're really bored in quarantine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let me paint while well, I'm riding my horse. I'm Maine. so bored here. <laughs> I did live in Maine for a long time. <laughs> that explains so it. I was kind of away from everything. That explains Nine it. Nine months a year in, in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of it, you know, I like to tell the story because I feel like a lot of people, they kind of give up on their horses as they get older. And a lot of these things that I have been doing with my horses is because I never will sell them. They are my, they're like my children. So I just wanted, I want to spend as much time with them as I can and their minds are so active. So trying to continue, you know, always think of new things that they can do even when they physically are not going to be able to do it anymore. Like, like Rovi, the one I paint with, he's also turning 19 this year. So they look great. They're feeling great. But, you know, our time is like, is very special. And, and I also, you know, I just want to make sure that it, it like kind of stretches me as well. Like trying to push the boundary is, is really fun as an artist and a rider because, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally do this with a horse that I was going to go show with, you know, cause you just not, you don't have all the time in the day. So, um, so it's really, it's very special and I love it. And I, I hope other people will also try similar things because, you know, everybody's different. All, all art is different. Even if someone copied the way I do it, it's not going to come out the same because they're different and their horse is different. So it's just, that's, that's a great thing about art. I love it. Well, this is great. I love that you're doing this with the older horses. Um, and, and Jamie has one particular Mustang that needs a job. So I I, I hope you're getting some <laughs> inspiration here, Jamie. I think Zeus... Oh, these are just things I've learned I can't do with him. He would eat the paint, eat the flesh, <laughs> eat the just disaster. <laughs> yeah. He'd, it would be in the dirt the entire time. He'd be stomping on it. Oh, yeah. Sandra, thank you. Where can people find your work? And they can actually buy it, too. Yeah, actually, Dow has just started selling his art a few months ago. And we've, I think we've sold like four or five already. But people, he's been, I've I've performed with him a lot. So there's, he kind of has a little fan club up in New England and whatever. And I've, a lot of people that know him and, and love him. So um, so I thought this is a great way for him to help pay for his vet bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Put him to work. So 100% of the profits go towards my horse's vet bill. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's all good charity. <laughs> and we'll put links in the show notes, oh. and I'll also put it over on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. But it's Dow. That's spelled D-O-U-W-E. D-O-U-W-E. Yeah. Dow the Amazing Frisian. And that's where you can find it on Facebook. Just search for that. It'll come up. Yeah. And as I said, we'll yep, put the links in there, too. And then on Instagram, I started for him as Dow the Frisian. So you'll both of those will have his links on there. And you can, if you message, of course, you're getting me as well. So, uh feel free to message me on there. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. I want to paint with my pony. I think he'd love that. All right. Well, I th- I think that the way she's like selling things, my my ears perked up with the whole like potential of making money. I think Zeus is going to have to try it. <laughs> Zeus has got to do something. He's got to do something to make a living because he's costing you a fortune. So yeah, and and he's still we're still in in the rebuilding tendon mode. So I, you know what, this is probably something that'd be great for him. Yeah, you have to going to Michael's and treat I'm training some without giving him treats. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no that. treats. <laughs> I'll just give him a good pat.
good boy. You a wear good a suit of armor while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, state line tack. You know, Jennifer posted something. She was whining to me the other day. Uh, uh, she whines a lot about Facebook. She said, I'm getting all of these sponsored ads about horse clothing or horse people clothing. Yeah, I saw that. What did she come up with? Well, that they're all, I don't know. Uh, everybody seemed to determine that they're kind of spammy. There's no, there's no, like when you go to the website, it's just, you know, a, a select line of horse clothing. There's no, there's no uh, address for the company. You know, start, first thing I do when I look at a horse company I've never heard of is I go to the contact page and I see if I can find a physical address. If you can't find one of those, I'm always leery. Um, okay. So what I wanted to say is just go to a company that that you know, and that's State Line Tech. Yeah, and if I, it's too good to be true, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Especially with horses or anything related like, to horses. Oh my gosh! Like we're giving away all of these. No, they're not. They're scamming you. They're yeah, going to take so your money. Apparently, a lot of other people are getting those sponsored ads. I haven't because all I've been getting sponsored ads for is is masks and uh, and <sighs> bicycle stuff because I look up bicycle stuff. So that's what I get. But, I'm getting skunk uh you are sprays. Now. <laughs> so but if you go I went to State Line Tech, you know how the thirty percent off? I it's still popping up for me. The pop up oh, yeah, ad for the thirty percent off. off. Yeah. It's a long code or I'd give it out, but it's popping up for me. So you get thirty percent off today, limited time only. I'm sure there's some products that usually the medical products you don't get anything off. But <clears throat> right now they have uh wicking coolers, they have some Gatsby stuff. Uh I'm looking at their featured products. They even have a pony cart. I didn't even know they sold pony carts. Uh they have fa- face masks <clears throat> essentials, also they have face masks and all the things that go with that, uh, because they are being required by the USEF. So every company starting to sell those now they have tread weather... step stuff is on sale and that's some expensive stuff so nice to find a bargain on those <clears throat> and wow. a lot of people swear by tread step half traps they won't wear anything else but tread step well, they're 150 normally and they're on sale for 96 yeah so they're not they're not inexpensive for half traps but i'll tell you what jennifer's had her i think she's had hers for like 10 years they last forever and half chaps are known for wearing out especially the elastic parts but yeah i mean they have a whole bunch of stuff over there right now uh they have the shoe fly uh leggings which a lot of people swear by for flies and our flies here in florida are ridiculous this year and they're also saying by the way just as a warning i read an article on the horse the other day because it it was such a mild winter in many places that aren't used to that they're expecting ticks to be worse than ever so, oh, yay, that's fun. Lyme disease is going to be worse than ever everywhere. So keep an eye out for ticks uh, on you and your horses and your kids. Uh, so, yeah, go there and right now. Get the 30% off coupon. Um, I, they do have a disclaimer, like every company does, that it might take longer to get your products because of COVID. But everybody has been ordering stuff seems to be getting it. So. Uh, so statelinetac.com is where you want to go. Don't pick one of those ads that you see. It's just. You know, I ordered my vaccine and uh, <clears throat> where's Chad? several hundred dollars worth of other things from Stateline Tech. And uh, the vaccines came like the next day. They really? did the, that, that was the 24-hour delivery because they have to be because they're they be uh, refrigerated. Cold, right? yeah. They're yeah. cold. So they were on ice packs. And it's funny because it comes in this giant heavy box with all these ice packs in it. And it's this tiny little <laughs> container. <laughs> <A> little bottle. <laughs> yeah. So they make sure it's shipped out well. So it was good. Um, but the other stuff, yeah, I'm still waiting on. I don't even remember what I ordered at this point. It's gonna be it's gonna be like Christmas. And he, you know what's what's uh, bad about that is he's home all the time right now. So you I know that. so that's harder to hide it than when he's gone. Straight to the barn. <laughs> the box. Do you have a delivery spot for the? Just drive in and put it over here. 
No, but I but not with not with them yet. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> the Amazon guy and I are like we're good. <laughs> well, today's horse health horse health report is brought to you by Horse Nutrition Podcast. That's a podcast that's on the Horse Radio Network. The Horse Nutrition Podcast covers topics that you will love. It highlights the world's most extraordinary horses, how they are trained, and what kind of nutrition they are giving. A part of the uh, Purina's full reign documentary series, and you can find that. It includes videos and the podcasts and articles and a whole bunch of things. You can find it at PurinaMills.com slash full rain that's purinamills.com slash full rain is where you can see them all you can also find the podcast on our podcast player it's the horse nutrition podcast or any podcast player that you use just search for it there well we're going back to france we've had krista on before she's a writer and an author and she's done a whole whole bunch of cool articles for the horse and she always does these articles that are just so interesting so we're going to Try and get her on here. I know she was available because I was chatting with her earlier. We're giving her a call in France. Yeah, sorry. This is the part where Glenn's Skyping somebody live on our show. And we hope they answer. It's like playing a video game. And seeing if you win or not. Yeah, exactly. Save the princess. We see if we get the prize and we can collect our uh, $2 pencil. Nothing. There she is. Hi, Krista. Hello. Hi, Krista. It's Jamie and Glenn from Horses in the Morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Jamie. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Now, we've sorely mispronounced your uh, last name, so why don't you pronounce it for everybody? Okay. Krista Lester-Lesser. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what you said, Jamie. That is what I said. Okay. So, so now you what, tell everybody a little bit about why you're in France right now. Why I'm in, in France now? Well, I've been here for oh, 23 years now, so... Uh, I moved uh, to France uh, in 1997, uh, not sure how long I was going to stay. And then in the end, I, I'm a permanent resident because I like it here. Uh, I like um, the adventure of discovering a new culture and new language and new way of life, I guess. So, um, yeah. And last time we had you on, you made us all jealous because you're like, I don't know, in a castle and there's like wine country all around you. Is that right? <laughs> Well, I don't live in the castle. I live in an area where I'm surrounded by castles. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Close enough. It sounded better. And I do believe you moved to France for love. Am I right? Yes. Uh, well, yes. Yes and no. I, I, I guess I moved to France for love. I stayed because I loved France. So. <laughs> okay. There we go. See, uh, I just remember I was so excited to have you on because I, you have this like fairy tale life of being in France and being a writer and you get to write about horses and you've written this article um, that's really interesting. And it is talk about talking about recognizing pain on a horse's face with their expression. And I tried to read this. It's an article on thehorse.com. And for those who read thehorse.com, it sometimes can be difficult for those of us who are not 
PhDs <laughs> to decode the articles. So what I wanted to do was you, you had like the question and then the horses that you used, and then you studied all of this. So let's start at the beginning and tell us what you decided to do here. Okay. Well, first let me clarify. I'm not the one who did the research. I am. I just wrote about it. You just um, rewrote the article. Yes. So that means well, you had to understand it though. So, which is, <laughs> that's what's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there are actually um, several. Um, what the idea is that the researchers have come up with a gr uh, grimace scale. They call it a grimace because horses are making a grimace. It's the the scientific term for facial expressions. Um, and so what they did was um, they they wanted to create this to be able to understand the kind of faces that people make that horses make because people often say, "Oh, my horse, you know, he looks like he's he's sad or he looks like he's happy," but uh, not everybody agrees on what that is because horses don't make the same facial expressions that we do. And so it was really important to study exactly what they are looking, what the horses do, what, what kind of, what ways they use their muscles. Cause they have an incredible number of muscles. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up to see how many they have, but they have an awful lot of number of muscles in their face and many, many different ways that they're actually able to, to, um, move their faces, um, to be able to create different expressions. And much of it is in the uh, what you would say more or less the eyebrows. They don't really have eyebrows, but if you if you look at, uh, for example, um, the the movie the, the cartoon movie Spirit, um, they've they've added eyebrows onto the horses there. And in a way, real horses kind of have those those eyebrows, and and the Spirit horse had the eyebrows to to mimic that in a way um, because they move a lot with their eyes. And this has a lot to do with the fact that it's a of course it's a prey species. So horses, you know, being uh, hunted by other animals, well, um, they've developed this great language between themselves that is incredibly subtle. So is based a lot on body language and very much on facial expressions that are very hard for us to see sometimes, uh, but other horses recognize them very well. And it's very much in the eyebrows, quote unquote eyebrows, um, but also underneath the eyes is the way they, they kind of squint a little bit or uh, use these uh, multiple muscles that are around their eyes. And then you yeah. also see it sometimes in the mouth. Yeah. So, so the, I, I find that you're right. Horses can be very, uh, if you pay attention, they can be very telling with their face. Uh, the horses that they used to study were 40 stallions and colts of all different breeds, 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 age one to five. Um, and then they all uh, tell what they castrate them all. Well, uh, there are a couple of studies, so I'm trying to see which one you're talking about. There was one oh. where they worked with 39 uh, stallions that they that they castrated. Is that the one you're thinking yes, of? Yes, yes. Okay. So they, they just worked with the 39 stallions that, that just went through castration. Castration, of course, uh, is, is painful. Brain <laughs> um, and, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we have to assume that it's painful. We've never been I'm going to vouch for painful uh, myself. <laughs> Just guessing. Yeah. That sounds pretty horrible. It sounds painful. I'm sorry. It does. And, and the other thing is, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but the castration is actually a very fast uh, surgery. So the horses, uh, you know, they're often uh, castrated in the field um, or just at the barn. And um, so they, they just have a anesthesia that is very short term, just long enough to, you know, for them to lie down and do the the snip snip and, and then uh, a little bit of treatment and then get them back up on their feet again. And this prevents them from having to go into the hospital. But the result is that they wake up very quickly 
from the surgery. So the pain can set in quite quickly um, and they need uh, pain medication. And if they don't have pain medication, or even if they do, but it, maybe it's not strong enough or sufficient, then they are going to show these, these uh, facial expressions. So that's what the researchers were looking Looking at the the study that you're talking about is the one that was done by Emanuele da Costa in uh, Milan, and okay. so they they looked at um, the horses, and what they did was to make sure that they were all agreeing. They just took photographs of these horses after they had surgery, um, and just to to compare them with each other and and to you know blow them up in you know very high uh, uh, very great detail to be able to really look at you know what these what these different muscles are doing, how, how they compare from one horse to the next and from one day to the next in the same horse and that sort of thing. And they can, they could really tell that there were a few things that were really consistent, um, very strong indicators, um, that the horses were having pain. And this was in, um, their ears. They, they kept their ears backwards, um, not just relaxed backwards, but actually very stiff backward movement. Mm-hmm. Um, then they would, they would squint, the horses kind of squint, kind of like you and I do, you know, if we, uh, you know, we got a tummy ache or something, oh, you know, and the eyes or are kind of going steps tight. on our foot, that kind of squinting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, well, I don't know. I mean, I, that one often is a, is a company with expletives and I'm not <laughs> sure. <that> <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the eyebrow thing that I was talking about, the tension about the eyes, they really just, you know, get that tense, uh, look about their eyes. Um, yeah. and then they, they tend to tighten up their jaw bones a little bit, like they're like the chewing muscles and, mm-hmm. you know, like they're gritting their teeth, you know, in pain. Yeah. It, um, it, 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 there's so many ways that they can let you know that there is pain if you just take a look around. And, and this was just such a cool article. And, uh, because they, they, they came up with the grimace scale, but you wrote the article about like, they kind of started to refine it a little bit more and it is definitely really interesting. Well, the, the grimace scale is something that, you know, has been used in other animals as well. Uh, they developed it for mice, they've developed it for dogs um, to be able to help um, read them better. You know, pain management is really an important part of veterinary medicine. And you need to know, you know, you, you, know, you can't just say to your, you know, to your dog or, you know, or a mouse, how are you feeling? Um, <laughs> you need to be able to see, you know, their their facial expressions and, you know, they have a way of communicating. They're trying to communicate to us. We just got to be smart enough to be able to understand what they're telling us. And so this is a great way to be able to, to tell us. And something that is uh, interesting also is that, you know, it's not just for, um, for surgery. It's also for any, you know, anything we're doing when we're riding them, for example, Mm -hmm. um, if our saddle is, is not fitting correctly or the bridle isn't, you know, quite right, or we're riding them in a position that's uh, uncomfortable for them. They also have, um, facial expressions that when they're being ridden, but they're not necessarily the same facial expressions that they would have when they're not being ridden. And that's why there was a British team with Sue Dyson that came up with uh, um, ridden facial expressions uh, oh. scale as well. But then you need yeah, a big and, mirror out in front of your horse while you're riding. Uh, maybe you can attach it to your helmet so you can see your horse's yeah. facial expressions <laughs> while you're riding. Maybe Those exactly. cameras that follow you around, you could find out when you're being an a-hole to your horse. <laughs> you yes. know, or one of the uh, one of the drones that follows you. You could just have it follow in front of the horse, so looking down at the horse's face. 
Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> well, Krista, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We've run out of time um, because Glenn overbooked our show today. Um, but I can talk to you. I, w- I want to have you back on. Can we come, Can we, you come back on and talk about horses in France? It's like the most romantic thing. So can do sure. some research. Okay, yeah, great. We'll, we'll plan that. That sounds fantastic. Thank you, Krista. We'll talk Thank to you, you again soon. This health segment was brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Now in the third season, each show highlights some of the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained, and what kind of nutrition they're given to help fuel their performances. Episodes this year include training Hollywood movie horses, therapy horses helping veterans, and an inside look at attritional charro horsemanship. It's all part of Purina's Full Rain documentary series. Go to PurinaMills.com slash Full Rain to see all the films, interviews, and podcasts. And of course, you can find the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network app or any podcast player. That's PurinaMills.com slash Full Rain. Being a Muppets fan, when I think of Grimace, I think of Grimace the Muppet. So. Grimace was a McDonald's character. It was a, it was a, uh, yeah, I started in McDonald's, but they actually used him in the Muppets. No, they did not. I think they did. I'm calling you out on that. Didn't Grimace is that big purple weird guy. Yeah, he's purple. Was, I remember it being purple. Was in the McDonald's. <laughs> it was like Ronald McDonald and Grimace and the Hamburglar. <laughs> why do I know that? <laughs> yeah, why do you remember that? I didn't even eat McDonald's. I was a <laughs> yeah, kid. You don't, you don't even like sure. Big Macs. What we went to birthday parties at McDonald's when I was a kid. Good God. <laughs> You do Grimace. have the most random knowledge stored away up there. I do. It's, it's, I always think if I could get rid of the crap song lyrics from the hair bands <laughs> of the 80s out of my brain and put in like useful stuff, I would be a flipping genius. <laughs> hey, we have coming on right now Justine, who is here from Heels Down Happy Hour. Hi, Justine. Hey, how are you? I have to congratulate you first. You got a, you got a promotion, right? I did at my other job, at not your at real job. Down. Yeah, you got a promotion. She's like a big time newspaper person now. Oh, thank you, Glenn. Yeah, Tampa Day Times. Maybe she's she's like. A, are you an editor now? Uh, starting June first, I will be. Yeah. Wow. Go, girl! You're awesome. Hi, Justine. Oh. By the way. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I think Glad that's great. Here. Does that mean you don't have to go out in the front lines anymore, covering you know car crashes and stuff? Not. Not nearly to the same degree that I've been doing it. So okay, I, I get to edit all the copy coming in from the reporters who have to do that now. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, one of her last assignments, Jamie, was she had to go to the morgue to cover the uh, COVID oh. thing. So there you go. Maybe you can get out of doing that next time. <laughs> That's romantic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? When you said, I want to be a journalist, I'll, I want to be on the scene, you did not think of that. <laughs> Yeah, you learn all kinds of things, though, uh, in, in, in this job. I'm not going to lie. You learn all kinds of different things, and no day is the same. So I'll miss that part of it, you know, just the being out in the road doing different things. Well, I got to tell you, I got to also mention that uh, you, were in an, uh, you were in an episode that Jemmy and I did of the Finding Florida podcast. And we got mentioned in Travel, is it Travel Weekly? Yeah, yeah. Which is like a big, cool. pa- isn't that a big travel magazine? Absolutely. That's a big national outlet for sure. They mentioned us in an article, Jamie. It's very Wow. Cool. They mentioned the you. Finding Florida podcast and they mentioned Justine and they had our picture in there. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> was like, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to mention that if anybody uh, wants to see that, I posted it on our on my Facebook page at uh, Glenn Hebert. You'll find it over there. 
But you're here to talk about something that's going on at Heels Down tomorrow night. You guys are, are doing a trunk show, and it's kind of funny. I'm going to throw J- uh, Jamie under the bus. I mentioned trunk show last week, and she had no idea what a trunk show was. R- really? Jamie, you've never heard of one? That's like, what, what I did said. You, <laughs> what did you think it was when he first mentioned it to you? Like, I don't know. I'm from the South, and that would be like tailgating. <laughs> okay. And there'd be beer in the so, trunk. There you you back up your car, you open your car, you get like some folding chairs and you like grill. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Well, there'll still be there will be booze involved. I mean, this okay, is your town. So you're not totally down. off off base. But um but basically we got an idea for a trunk show, which I guess to give you a full definition, a trunk show is usually like a boutique or a you know, a fashion designer will host a trunk show where they they sell almost like exclusive items, like a, a specific line of clothing or something that they do just for like a, a sneak peek kind of event. So we got the idea to do our own type of trunk show featuring some of our favorite equestrian brands. And since everyone's still stuck at home, you can't go to the tax shop. We thought, well, why don't we bring all of these cool brands, all of these cool products to you virtually on Zoom? So we've been hosting a weekly Zoom call with all of our podcast listeners and inviting a special guest over the last couple of weeks while we've all been home from this pandemic. And we've had really fun, super great conversations. Like we had Josh from the Peeps Foundation two weeks ago. He gave us a tour and showed us all the minis over Zoom. Uh, We've had Olympian Jackie Brooks come on. Um, And so the trunk show is just a way to get shopping back into that mix. Um, But we're... In true heels down fashion, we're keeping it super fun. So it's, um, we've got six brands coming on and, uh, everyone who participates, participates, we encourage you to bring a cocktail and you get to listen from each one of you you can hear from each one of these brands and they've got five minutes to give you their best elevator pitch on their new products. Um, you'll get to see them and ask some questions right then and there on the zoom call, uh, and then you'll also get some coupon codes, some exclusive deals on these products that they're featuring. Now, j- these are really, really fun. And Justine, even though she was on the air, walked me through listening to it while I was mucking stalls in my barn. That was such a fun one. I'm trying to remember who it was. Sorry. Um, that was on. It was just the best conversation and people get to pop on and ask questions of the people or talk to them on these previous Zoom calls. And yeah. it was so cool. And But I was also able to just keep the phone in my back pocket and just listen while I was working. And I'm like, I don't have Wi-Fi in my barn. Justin's like, you idiot, just do this. Like, <laughs> and got me all sorted out. And it's been really, really fun to, to tune in and listen to something a little different. And this one, you'll definitely want to be able to kind of watch and look because I can't hear about products and not look at them. So this is a really good idea. And we have some sponsored riders. So there will still be some professionals on the call with us. Uh, five-star eventer Lainey Ashker is going to be on the Zoom call this week. Tick Maynard, uh, Alex Mitchell, uh, Jackie Brooks is coming back. And there are all ambassadors to some of these really great products. Um, so can I tell you a little bit about the brands that are coming on? Please. Oh my goodness. So Sneak peek. The, yeah. The first one is Magic Tack. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but no, they are on me. They're in Germany and they make the magnetic brow band system. So if you've never seen these, these are super cool. Um and I can't wait to see what they're gonna have to show us tomorrow night. Wait, uh, magnetic I'm, I'm I just looked them up and it's all in German. So you gotta help tell me <laughs> tell me what it is. 
<laughs> it's hard to explain. Uh, you know, it, this is one of these things that I think it's best to see it, right? To see how it works. Um, but a lot of a lot of top riders use them, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So is what they go ahead. No, you go ahead. Let me a- answer any questions. You they're, have. they're beautiful, um, like brow bands and patches and different pieces that are all bling. Is there a, like a, a, a component of health related to the magnets? I think it's just how they're held in place. Okay. But I don't I don't want to be quoted personally on it because I don't. I'm not. See, totally you don't sure. speak German either, so we're gonna have to tune in and find out. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna but have I a translator. Uh, <laughs> I think they're very easily interchangeable, and the magnets is what oh, you know. Instead of like taking apart your bridle every time uh, for a brow band, you know, put a new brow band on, they kind of snap in place with the magnets. Oh, that's cool! I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next we have Pro Chaps, which, yeah, which is a we company. Were talk- we were just talking about them. Yeah. yeah, they make beautiful like custom half chaps uh, and full chaps. So if you're in the market for chaps, this is a company you definitely want to tune in and, and check out their products. Uh, we've got a really fun clothing company called Equestrian AF um, that has a bunch of really <laughs> silly, <laughs> smart, witty t-shirts um, that fit right into the heels down brand lifestyle. I uh, love that name. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have a, um, an artist, uh, a pet portrait artist, Deb Moret, who's coming on, uh, who, uh, personalizes in, in painting, uh, images of that really like speak to the bond that we have with our horses. She, she creates some really beautiful pieces. So she'll be on with us. Uh, and then we have Tapestry Equine Products, which makes a specific kind of tapestry comfort girth, uh, which looks super cool. So if you have a horse that's maybe a little bit cinchy, um, it, this is a like one of those really cool kind of specialized girths that are designed with comfort in mind. So I'm really excited to see how their products work. And we also have Dreamers and Schemers, uh, which we're a big fan of at Heels Down, uh, for their fun and creative designs for riding socks. So, uh, so like I said, there'll be some pro riders. There'll be uh, all these brands on the call. And just for just for coming on and joining us on Zoom, you'll be entered to win a door prize um, from Draper Therapies. Oh, which, my God. We love so, them. Just for coming on and hanging out, maybe drinking a cocktail with us, you'll be entered to win a free pair of perfect polos from Draper. Perfect. Oh my gosh, Dreamers and Schemers is also doing custom made masks they are. to they're, go with their socks. They're doing all yeah. kinds of masks. Uh, I saw them post the other day. They're doing all kinds of masks and they're going to have them available at horse shows because now masks are mandatory at horse shows. So they're going to have them available at horse shows all over the place too. That is cool. So you'll hear all about this and and everyone from the brands are know that they have like this five minute window to make the best pitch. So I think it's going to be really fun, fast paced, lots of laughs, uh, but you'll get to ask questions like real important questions before you make a purchase. And then you'll have access to these exclusive deals. They're giving all of our participants coupon codes um, if they want to buy anything. And all you got to do is literally log into Zoom and hang out with us tomorrow night. It starts at 6.30 p.m. and that's Eastern Standard Time. And we'll post a link uh, at heelsdownmag.com. You can find out the information, but we'll post a link to that in our show notes and over on our Facebook page as well. This is, I'm glad you're doing this. We're, you know, trying to give some love this week to equestrian artists. And uh, uh, because, and I don't know, I haven't heard, they were supposed to make a decision on whether Ada, which our audience will know because we 
broadcast from there about 85 times. The uh, trade show that goes on in Philadelphia twice a year, I'm not even sure they're going to have it this year. So uh, that's supposed to be in August, and they were supposed to decide by the end of April, and we haven't heard anything. So I think that's probably not a good sign. Um, So I don't even know that we're going to have a trade show until, you know, we send January. There just won't be one this year. So these brands are all looking to get their products out there too, um, to retailers as well as uh, to to the public. So I'm glad you're doing this. Right. And they're all small equestrian independent businesses. So it's a great way to to give back and support them. Well, that's what we're all about at the Horse Radio Network too, right? That's what we've always done. So I'm glad you're doing that and have fun with it. Do they, are they required to have a drink that you've had on the show before or can they have their own? Ooh, that's a good question. It, I mean, we're, we do not discriminate against <laughs> cocktails. So whatever you want for us, <laughs> just be drinking. Yeah. Yep. Cocktail when discrimination's you drink, a thing, I you know. Better. Yeah. I know. I, I always used to say when you drink, uh, I sound better. When you drink, I look better. Everything. It's all the things. Drink. <laughs> Although Jamie does discriminate against my cocktail choices. She does. She she brings Uh-oh. it up all what? the time. Justine, okay, what would you expect a six foot two guy in a cowboy hat to drink? I mean bourbon, I guess, right? Ugh, you'd be wrong. <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> tell everybody what you like to drink. Oh, strawberry oh, daiquiri. Ju- anything sweet. Strawberry daiquiris, you know. I, all that they kind picked of me up at the navels. airport, Justine. I am interviewing for a job and they pick me up at the airport and they take me to like a restaurant. We sit down and they're like, what can I get you? And I'm like, what do you have on tap? And they're like, mention your beers. I'm like, I'll take a Negro. Thanks. Bring it out. And Glenn's like, no, oh, it's strawberry daiquiri. I was like, what? Yeah. I don't drink beer. That's horrible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, and so when we you met say, you for dinner. What did I have? Uh, we met you for dinner, Justine. Uh, Jimmy and I did. And I had a strawberry yeah. daiquiri. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, if it doesn't have an umbrella, it ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Justine. Good luck with the show. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) And of course, I have to be the one now that's like allergic to sugar, right? So that has definitely limited my drinking. Do you guys have sugar free mimosas? (laughs) Sugar free strawberry daiquiri, please. Yeah. Sugar free pina colada. Thank you. Try and find, and there's one alcohol that's gluten-free and sugar-free. Do you know what it is? Vodka. Yes, that's right. You're absolutely right. That's the, I guess tequila. Pro- I know. I tequila guess I probably shouldn't have answered that that quick. Yeah, yeah. you knew that, answered. didn't you? <laughs> but then I can't add anything to the vodka, which is the bad part. Soda water and a squeeze of lime juice. There I guess you I go. could do that. Soda water doesn't have sugar. No. Yeah, you need something to go with vodka. I mean... You can't drink vodka straight. Well, I mean, people do yeah. like martinis, but I can't. I'm I not. Can. The, I don't have the chest hair for that. No, me either. As you know, because I drink. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our final guest. You drink today. things that are going to give you cavities. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're so good. Tell me you don't like drinking a strawberry daiquiri or a fruity drink every once in a while. Um. I cannot stand a strawberry daiquiri. That's really? a terrible idea. Yeah. What, I, I'm not a big rum person, but uh, if there is, if I'm laying on the beach and it's hot outside, 
I would drink a pina colada for sure. <laughs> Michelle, how are you? Hi, Ty. I'm good. Hey, Michelle, thank you for joining us. We have Michelle Arsman on. Now, she is the mom of a past guest of the show and a friend of the show, Megan. And Megan's been on talking to us about horses before. And she's the one that said, hey, my mom does a unique art. And I'll be honest, I've never heard about it before. So that's why we wanted to have you on. Tell us what fiber art is. What do you do? Fiber art is a category of any any art, artistic endeavor that involves cloth, uh, fiber, animal fibers, grasses, anything like that, um, as opposed to people who paint in oils or or uh, do ceramics or something. So, so, so what is it that you do? What, what's your exact process? What I do is called needle felting, and it's a process of using metal needles that have barbs on the ends of them and you either make little uh 3d creatures or you can paint with it uh like i do and what i do is i use uh recycled materials preferably wool um fabrics and um i then imp impose my fibers into the base, the the fabric, and make a picture. Um, I, I do a lot of horses, a lot of sheep, um, a lot of dogs for people and cats. But you use this needle to just poke, 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 and it jams the fiber into the cloth, and then the fiber uh, hooks on the little uh, birds that are on the cloth and uh, stays put where you want it, but it gives a real neat effect. Because it's, it's, uh, it's actually rough. It's 3D. I mean, it sticks out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And it, it, and depending on how much you put on or how hard you, you needle felt it in, it can be real 3D or it can be pretty flat. You know, it just it just depends on how much what you want it to look like. Um, and you do but, custom. I was looking at some of the corgis you've done. And sheep kind of makes sense because, like, it's wool. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a, a circle there. Uh, but you've done birds and all different kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, I just don't do many people. I, I don't feel that I, I'm very good at people. So I do animals and plants and um, I don't do landscapes too much, but a little bit. But um, And you I travel like with this too. You actually life. go to shows and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Around the country, there are a lot of fiber festivals, they call them. And that's one of one area that is good for my work because people expect it there because of the sheep and goat and alpaca fibers and and things. Um, we're having trouble breaking into uh, the more typical artist area, you know, um, the your There's painters will look at us. Discrimination against fiber artists. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. they they look at us and think we're really very odd, you know, because <laughs> we've got all this stuff that we bring with us, and it's. I think it smells good after you clean it, but some people don't, you know, because <laughs> um, it's natural fibers. But well, uh, I use dog hair and just anything. I could could somebody send you like a piece of a mane and you would incorporate it into the picture? Oh, yeah. 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 And I've had people send me their dog's hair and have me do 
a picture of their dog or um yeah i am um, literally getting allergic right now just even thinking <laughs> about that. my nose is stuffy right now oh dear well you're gonna have to wash real good and <laughs> put your mask on you know <laughs> michelle this is great i'm gonna post a link to the people have to go to see this if i don't think we can describe it you have no, to go look can't. at it and kind of see what she does and all the different animals that she does. Uh, the birds are ter- terrific. And it's uh, allwooledup.com. That's allwooled, W-O-O-L-E-D, up.com is where you can find it or allwooledup on Facebook. And we'll post a link to it in our show notes as well. But thank you for joining us today. I think people, you have to go see it. You have to just go see it for yourself. I there's no good way to describe it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. And uh, tell tell Megan we said hi, and she has to come back on soon sometime. We sure will. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, so that's continuing. Like, we'll have you, a couple. If you, had, if you had said cat hair. That, You'd have been I done. Really, I would have <laughs> broke out. <laughs> Knives. <laughs> Which is amazing because you have so... Oh, you're allergic to cats, though. You have a lot of dogs, but you're allergic to cats. Yeah, I am. Um, I love kitties. I just I wish I could have one. Well, that was fun. It's fun meeting so many different people that do different things that we don't know anything about. And that's what this show's been about since day one. So we continue that process. It's hard to believe that after all 2,500 episodes, we're still meeting people that are talking about something horse-related that we don't know about. But I know. apparently it's, it's a thing. still out there. Um, and we're going to be back tomorrow with uh, it's Mary Kitzmiller and Jennifer will be here. And then Friday, it's really bad ads. So definitely get your ads in to uh, Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. We have $500 in prizes we're giving away this uh, this week. Uh, and you guys are doing, I think we can mention this uh, because I just got a confirmation from Debbie about it. You're doing <laughs> I don't know. We're going to tell you what we know. Uh, you guys are planning over at uh, Monty's website, and we'll post it on our websites too, and ask Monty live tomorrow night. Yes, tomorrow night we are going to hopefully get it going, and we're going to talk a little bit uh, about and ask Monty, but also to talk about some people that are coming up for the movement. I mean, how cool would it be to have Temple Grandin sitting there? Oh, you wouldn't able be able to, to talk. Answer- <laughs> Uh, answer your questions and then also dr madison siemens is also a presenter at the movement so how fun would it be for all of us to see his face for the first time he's been on uh retired racehorse radio and horses in the morning 150 times bless his heart he still doesn't ask for a check and we don't know what he looks like yeah exactly so i bought his book i've been reading it's great and uh it's it's fun so i can't wait to have him on we'll see eight o'clock eastern is when the time is. And you'll find it on uh, Monty's, uh, Monty Roberts' Facebook page or Horse Radio Network or Horses in the Morning. We'll put it out on all of our Facebook. But it will be a live event. It'll be a Facebook Live. So tune in. The last one, I mean, we had thousands of people on the last one. So definitely you're going to want to take a look. Monty's always terrific in these things. He loves doing these things. He loves anything educational. So, And you two are so good together. <clears throat> you're apparently well, one of the people honor. that he really expects in this respects in this world. I'm not sure why I've tried to talk him out of it over and over. And over <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I, I get, you know, I'm pretty good at tricking some. I know Monty. I keep telling him, Monty, you don't, I've known her for 10 years. I mean, you just, you haven't had enough of her yet. That's what it is. I just searched for Monty Roberts, Facebook pages and mine came up because it has his name. It in does. It. 
And then his came up and then like my friend Joanna, who is a certified instructor in Wales. Uh, and then, so I'm like flyover farm, Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor is my page and it has 622 likes. Like that's awesome. And then I looked at Joe, Joanna Lowe's, she has 2,700 likes on her page. I'm like, dang, she's killing me. And then I looked at Monty's page and it has 420,000 likes. And I'm like, yeah, he may respect me. <laughs> I'm glad someone does. <laughs> and, you know, we should figure out a way to put it on your page, too, to have it go out there so that people can watch it from your page as well. Cool. <clears throat> well, that's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. You can catch the the Ask Monty Live with Jamie co-hosting that uh, tomorrow night. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing that. And otherwise, we're hanging around. We're going to talk about something. We haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about with the auditors, but that doesn't matter. We still talk coming up right after the show. So hang on, auditors. If you're a brand new auditor, we had a bunch of them pop in the other day. Thank you for becoming a brand new auditor. Uh, I will post again on the page how you can catch the the special content that only auditors get. I'll post that on the Horse, uh, Horse Radio Network auditors page. And if you haven't joined that page yet, just search for HRN auditors and ask to join. I think we had four join yesterday. So welcome Welcome to all the new people. You'll figure it out. They're pretty good, easy to get along with group in there. I'm going to give you in the post show a little interesting education about the McDonald's brand and their characters. (laughs) (laughs) So there's what we're talking about. Grimace after the show. And, and I swear there's some some there's some salacious news with the characters. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Neuter Geld. Hey, Glenn. Hey, auditors. We're still here. Did you ever watch H.R. Puffin stuff or know what it is? I, I know what it is. Uh, I did not. I, I think that was I was older when that. Yeah. Sure. So there's like they have these characters and um, apparently Mayor McCheese from <laughs> McDonald's. You remember the giant hamburger face guy? Yes, with Yes. Was one of the yeah, more disturbing so- characters. <laughs> Well, that's Mayor McCheese, and he was the subject of a lawsuit filed by Sid and Marty Croft's character, H&R Puffin Stuff, because he was a ripoff, apparently, of their character. So there's two weird, scary, hamburger-headed people <laughs> in the world, and I just thought you should know about it. And again, the drama and salacious news that Mayor McCheese was sued by H.R. Puffin Stuff. <laughs> there is no more scary character and just creepy than the king from the Burger King commercials. That is one creepy character. He's supposed to be creepy, but I kind of think that um, Ronald McDonald was kind of more scary because clowns are the worst. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, but you don't like clowns to begin with, so. Yeah, and then they had the Hamburglar, who was introduced in 1971, and the Hamburglar was the first antagonist of the commercials. He would try to steal the burgers from right. Ronald. I remember the Hamburglar. That was popular and when I was growing up. Grimace, who was a large purple monster, was introduced in 71, and at the beginning, he was evil Grimace, and he had four arms, and he would steal things. Why is everybody stealing stuff from Ronald McDonald? (laughs) And then Mayor McCheese came in 71, but was removed in 85 because he was sued (laughs) from HR Puff and stuff. Stuff you did not know that you needed to know. I did not know all of this about (laughs) 
<laughs> they even made a cartoon and only lasted four episodes. I just this is, Oh, there was also Birdie the Early Bird, Captain Crook, a pirate captain. Grimace wasn't a bad one, though, was he? Or, no, he ended up turning good. Okay, because yeah. he was supposed to be bad, but he didn't look bad. He was this big, puffy, purple thing. I didn't really <laughs> fall in. Like, I didn't follow <laughs> along with the storyline and the commercials. There was also the professor and Officer Big Mac and the Fry Kids. Boy, they don't make the commercials Happy like Meal that Gang. anymore. They're all squishy now. and The McNugget <laughs> Buddies? What? <laughs> There's McNugget Buddies. Bernice, a vulture Sunday, who was Ronald's dog. He was only on the cartoon. Oh my God, this is like a real thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't care and I care less now that I know about all of it. Again, <laughs> if I could suck out the ridiculous nonsense that's in my brain and like put in educational stuff, I would be a genius. <laughs> you would be, you would be a definite genius. I, I know every monkey's song. Why? <laughs> Why do I know every monkey's song? There's no reason for me to know all the monkey song and the Nelson twin songs. Why do I know the all the monkeys words? Were so Nelson far twins? before you too. Nick at night played their, com their show uh, right after um, Mr. Ed. I couldn't even watch the monkey show. That was just ridiculous. Yeah. But you weren't like a nine year old girl. No, watching that's Mr. true. Ed. I think it took a nine year old girl to watch the monkey show. I Take the last but train. But then again, I couldn't watch any I'll Elvis movie either. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't good on Elvis movies either. You know what? I can also sing you out with the Mike Nesmus number one hit. What am I doing? Hanging around. That was a good one. <laughs> what am I doing? Hanging around. I should be on that train and gone. I should be riding on that train. San Antonio. What am I doing hanging around? It's a, it's a lyrics like that that just changed the world, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> Why I don't I know all the Beatles songs more than I know the monkey songs? What's wrong with me? Anyway, I know a lot. That is true. Uh, and yeah. you, you were, you were, were you ever at an oldie station? What were you playing? You were playing country, I know, at the one station, but uh, I started out in sports talk. Um, which is appropriate which is for you. Hey, did hilarious. you say, what do you think about baseball anyway? What they've decided? I don't know what they've decided. I'm not in sports talk anymore. What happened? Well, well I figured you'd be following baseball. So they're talking about bringing it back in July and doing it with empty stadiums, but at their own stadiums. They're talking about still, you know, the, originally they were talking about doing them all in Arizona and Florida, which, by the way, you'd need a, you'd need a covered stadium in Arizona to do it in the summertime because you'd, or Florida, you'd die. Uh, so they're talking about doing their own stadiums. They'll still travel, but it will be less travel, like East Coast playing East Coast, West Coast playing West Coast. Uh, and nobody can go? No spectators. They'll do it for TV That's only. nonsense. Because you, you remember, the TV, they make a hell of a lot more money off of TV than they do you eating hamburgers or hot dogs in the stadium. So <clears throat> that's what they're talking about. That Would you watch me. it? I mean, oh, they'll probably have a applause track. Oh, my God. I <laughs> that's your favorite that. thing ever. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I'd have to think about it. Well, that's what it. they're talking about with all sports, but it's just going to be weird. After sports talk, I went to pop, which, but like an adult, like an older. So it was like this this two, their names were Steve and Vicky, and they'd been like doing this show for like 20 years, and they needed some younger blood i guess on the show and they brought me in and then they didn't let you talk to their ratings and then yeah they didn't like me to talk <laughs> and uh, then i got fired because they always bring the new person up. in but then they don't let them talk <laughs> yeah 
And then I got, yeah, I, that, that guy actually, I still am scarred from this. He, Steve, pulled me aside one day and put me in a soundproof booth. He said, come in here. And he kind of comes, puts me in the soundproof booth. And he goes, I just want to let you know. And we're going to end on this because this is like a damaging thing that happened to me. I'm still a little messed up about it. He's like, I just want to let you know that I am the meat. Vicky is the potatoes. And you are a side veggie. Well, you know, he like, didn't know how right he was, actually, uh, when you think about it. You are a veggie. <laughs> That was said to me as a like twenty three year old who had like her first like real radio job, and that's how. Well, I was how things treated. have changed now. You're the meat. I'm the potatoes. Who's the veggie? <laughs> we need some veggies. Yeah. I wouldn't. Veggie. I wouldn't do that to anybody. I would never. That is kind of demeaning. That is either. very demeaning. But radio it was, was. It probably still is, but it, to less extent, uh, probably. But it was very demeaning back then. Oh God. It was horrible. I mean, and, the girl was only there to get girls to listen. They still do that. There's a, a show here called Joey and Heather in the morning. And I'm like, it clearly would sound better, Heather and Joey. Heather and Joey. But they have to go Joey and Heather. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, like, because it Glenn and Jamie doesn't work, but Jamie and Glenn works. Deep, put the girl first. And she is like 90% of the show. And it's still called Joey and Heather. And it pisses me off because we and and by God, listen to a pop station. Here's here's a little bit of dirt. You will rarely hear a female artist and then another female artist on a pop station. Oh, they went play two in a row? No. It has to be man, woman, man. Man, Even man. I kind of feel like pop right now is dominated by females. Uh, that when I was in in radio, you did not put two female singers back to back. Do you feel that way like, too? The pop is kind of the top of the charts is dominated by females. It always has been. Yeah, I guess so. When you think it's about just it. crazy. So just take a listen, see what you think. I don't know how it's working now. I don't really pay I'm attention that much. Not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Just talking about this, I, my palms are sweaty. <laughs> This is the worst experience. I can't believe I still do this. I'm glad. You know what, baby? You're the meat. And I'm the meat. Okay? Let's do this. How about we we just post pieces of bread? How about we're just vanilla white bread? We're (laughs) the bread on the sandwich. And our guests and our listeners are the the middle. They're They're the peanut butter and jelly. I don't even like meat anymore. Let's just say we're a sandwich and we're the bread and they're the peanut butter and jelly. And I think the the listeners, the auditors are the peanut butter jelly, let's be honest. That's true. They keep us going. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I did want to mention that I put a poll up today. I would like the auditors to go take off to post it at the top of the page. Um, so look for the poll I just put up today. I'll pin it to the top of the page because it's probably 85 posts down already. So I am like, I have anxiety right now talking about that job. Uh, you've had anxiety every time we've ever talked about any of your real radio gigs, except for... Except for traffic, I love doing traffic. Yeah, you like doing traffic, but I I don't think I don't think don't give another, me even when response. you were on the country station. I think you had some anxiety. Oh, I hated that job, but it was because I worked with a bunch of fat losers, <laughs> <laughs> which described most of radio. <laughs> like my second month on that job, one guy quit because the other guy was sexually harassing him. Okay, oh, two guys. I can't. I need volume. <laughs> At a country station? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Well, that's kind of a, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> and I ended up leave, was able to get out of my contract because the other guy was hostile to me and it was a hostile work environment. Oh, and they yeah. were afraid of a lawsuit. Yeah, because it's not easy to get out of those contracts. <clears throat> I had a three-year contract. The radio <laughs> was, people like, knew how, oh. to, how to screw you into a contract. I got to stop that. I can't talk about this anymore. I'm sweating. <laughs> Sing something sweating. pleasant on the way out, okay? Sing something pleasant. I cannot sing a pop song because uh, or a country no, song. Um, I'll sing. I'll take. I'll how about take a kids a, song? How about children's song? I'm gonna sing a little monkeys. Okay, good. There Let's go is. to Davy Jones, Daydream okay. Believer. Oh, I could fly beneath the wings of a blue bird as she sings. Six o'clock alarm will never end. I know all the words, by the way. This is the very beginning of the song. <laughs> I was going to oh, let you go for a while this time, see how far you could go. <laughs> on a ride, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven, and by the way, I'm singing with my eyes closed. You know it's real. The shaven <laughs> rest is broke. And that's enough and of that. It's <laughs> deep. So this is an add-on. <clears throat> 